it's time for Sales with Sully. Your host, Scott Sullivan, brings his 30 years of sales and marketing experience to you, the sales professional, addressing your questions from Twitter to help you be better at reaching your goals. This is a weekly show that happens right here on InspiredNewsRadio.com. And now your host, Scott Sullivan. It's another great week right here at Inspired News Radio. Hi, I am your host, Scott Sullivan, and you are tuning in to another episode of Sales with Sully. If you've been following along for the last few weeks, you probably know where we are, but let me just remind you, for those of you that are are coming in in the middle of this series, we started off just a few weeks ago where we took your sales process. We actually took the entire sales cycle and we broke it down, and we had a two-part episode it's called let's break it down and we actually went through and talked about the different aspects of a sales cycle lead generation you know the presentation the paperwork all the way through installation delivery getting all the way through to what we called the red envelope experience and you definitely need to go back and listen to those if you haven't uh, heard those yet you should probably check out the red envelope experience and talk about the customer service and the and the sales support that we did then we took that sales that sales cycle that we broke down and we we started pulling it apart and said okay so now that you know what's going on now that you know what your uh, sales cycle looks like we started a a multi-part series this is going to be a six-part series and we're currently in part two so last week we talked about lead generation and we called it that now that you know so you didn't know before and now that you do so now that you know we're calling it the series and lead generation now that you know and today we're in the second the first p of the gipper uh, with the G being the generation and the first P being the sales presentation or pitch prep is what we like to call it. So we're popping some P's today and it's now pitch prep and presentation. Now that you know, welcome to Sales with Sully today. We appreciate you being here right here exclusively on Inspired News Radio. As I said before, I'm your host, Scott Sullivan. I answer your questions off of Twitter. Uh, Every week, we get all kinds of great interaction from our fans out there, and I really appreciate that. You can reach me, of course, on Twitter, at Sales with Sully. It's real simple. Put just... Put in a question and we'll answer it here on the air for you and then we'll put a whole show around it if it's uh if we get enough response for the same question we'll put a whole sh- a whole show around it but you can also go to inspirednewsradio.com and fill out the form and there it is uh everything that you wanted to know so one of the questions that we got a few weeks ago was how much planning and preparation does a you know professional salesperson actually do for you know giving a pitch well this is not a great answer because it's going to sound like a sales answer but it depends (laughs) don't you hate that don't you hate when that answer actually comes out like that it depends the reason why i say that is because depending on how long that you have actually been working at this particular company how well you know the product what did your you know how much planning and preparation and understanding have you done in the past to get to where you are today 
So for instance, if you're, and let's just use this as a, an example, if you're a appliance repair person and you are well up on everything that's going on, you, you read all the trade magazines, you go to the, the you know, webinars, the tech seminars, you know everything, and you know there's a particular brand of, let's just use an example of a dryer that has a switch that has been going bad historically. And in the last six months, you have found uh, a tip, a tip, some type of typical symptom. Uh, the dryer won't shut off, or the light won't come on, or something that about it. And you've been getting a rash of those calls, and you know that it's a three dollar and fifty cent part, and you know how to exactly how to uh, replace it. It's a you know these three screws. Pull this panel off, snap in the new part, put the whole thing back together, and it's about a five minute fix. So if you are that well versed and understand it uh, what's going on in your industry that well because you are so well prepared and so well planned and everything else that you know about that you're going to make that job seem almost you know mundane almost simple because you call somebody up or sorry somebody calls you up and says my dryer light's not coming on or it won't go off or something whatever the symptom is you show up you take off those six screws you pop in that that switch you you know turn it back on and everything's fine you have made it look so simple that it's hard sometimes to justify you know the 350 dollars service call uh you know the hour of labor whatever it is you know that'll be 350 dollars for a five minute fix it's not that you're paying for the person to fix it it's actually you're paying for their knowledge and what they know so his his or her preparation is what you're actually paying for multiple times over we use this example in the pharmaceutical industry we use this example in software you may spend you know tens of millions of dollars getting a uh, drug through the FDA approval through research and development and you may have tens of millions of dollars spent on it and then when it comes out and it's actually been approved it may only cost two or three cents to manufacture that pill but you have to amortize out that 10 or 12 or 20 million dollars in research and development over however many pills you're actually going to sell so you need to recoup all of that spent cost that's why your preparation and your planning helps you to be better when uh, you're in front of the customer so when we talk about prep and pitch prep or or ready to go it starts long 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 before you ever get in front of the client because you want to be an expert and the thought leader in your industry so my suggestion is when it start comes to pitch prep and this is where we come back to it depends is that the more complex the industry that you're in and the more um, diversified that industry is, the more you have to stay up on and your continuing education on that particular industry so that you can always stay up on, on the latest of what's happening. The new mergers and acquisitions and how's it going to affect your customers? Is it a software product that's ever changing and there's a new revision every six months or 
four every six weeks is that a you know uh an old staple that's been around forever you know it's a maybe you work for a furniture company and and it's a dining room table that's you know four legs and a tabletop that's been around for a hundred years your prep and planning needs to dig into you know what are the things that makes your company and what you do different I've had a lot of customers ask me, you know, about price and we've had entire seminars and entire webinars on pricing structure and, you know, when do you discount and when don't you discount and why do you, you know, hold fast to your pricing and those types of, of conversations. But it all boils down to value. It, very rarely does it actually come down to price. It usually comes down to value. If I can have somebody that can walk in and fix my dryer in five to ten minutes and I know that it's fixed correctly and I trust that person because of their industry knowledge and they make it look simple that's the type of person I really want doing my you know repairing my dryer you don't want the opposite so think about this the guy comes in he you know tells you or says something you know <laughs> in passing that yeah today's my third day and then he's four hours later he's got your dryer apart in 700 pieces in the you know in your utility room and he's on the phone with you know tech support and he's going well i've got this little you know left-handed widget here that i'm not sure if it's broken or not and they say well go ahead and replace that and then do this and then you know and then he puts it all back together and the light still you know <laughs> won't come on okay so the opposite is is actually worse than you know finding somebody that is so well prepared that they can do it immediately so what i the reason I, I go with all of that detail and I'm telling you all of this is because your preparation and everything that you do leading up to builds muscle memory and helps you in front of the customer. So if you have done this pitch, let's just say 500 times over the last two years and you have it down absolute cold and you know the value propositions and you've heard every question under the sun that a customer has ever want to ask and you have researched and found the right answers to all of those questions and you know the comeback that you're going to use you know if you ask a customer asks a question you're going to answer with the question you know like why is that important to you or i understand i can empathize you know i understand why that would be important to you let me tell you how i can you know that i felt the same way and let me tell you how i came to the decision that i did those are the types of responses that you're going to be you know working through on a pitch and now the first one is going to be a lot different from the 500th one but once you have that muscle memory built you don't have to spend a great deal of time learning the pitch that pitch is you know embedded you've got it ingrained and maybe you're making small minor tweaks during the course of the you know from the 400th to the 500th one but you are you know still improving but you're making very 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 small minute adjustments because it's obviously working you're selling product and things are moving well where your planning then shifts or where your pitch preparation uh, shifts to is let's find out about the customer let's find out about the relationship that we have with the customer Customer. What is, you know, what are some past decisions that the customer has made? Is this the decision maker? Have I identified the correct decision maker? Is it a committee? Is it a solo, you know, solo decision? Is it perceived to be a committee, but it really is a 
solo or vice versa? Is it, you know, really a committee, even though there's the person sitting in front of you saying, oh, no, I'll be making this decision, you know, solo. I'm the only one. I'll make the decision and then we'll move forward. And then you find out at the 11th hour that it's actually, well, he has to get approval from 14 other people, you know, in the in the organization before he can actually, you know, write you the purchase order. So uh, those are the things that you now need to worry about from planning because those are the things that will differ from pitch to pitch. What, you know, what is the psychology? Where do you sit in the room? Do you use a PowerPoint? Do you, is this person a bottom line? Do you just put a one page in front of them and say, you know, here's what, you know, the bottom line is. Is this a detailed engineer person that wants to know every single piece of the detail underneath, behind every spreadsheet? What are the, you know, what are the underlying factors? Those are different you know, preparations that you need to make for the pitch, but you may have done all of those in the past and now you're just it basically you're you're reading the person in the room and and sometimes you're doing this on the fly because you don't know what you don't know when you get there you know do as much planning as you possibly can by finding out who's going to be in the room who are those people what decisions have they made in the past are they influencers are they the ones that are going to sit back with their arms folded in the back of the room never say a word while the ceo is giving you high fives and telling you how great everything is and that person in the back of the room is going no don't think so we tried this four years ago and it didn't work and you know i'm not doing that again and i'm the facilities manager and i've been here 42 years and you mr ceo have been here 42 days so you know probably you ought to listen to me because we've tried this before and it didn't work all of a sudden they have the power to say no but no power to say yes that's what you want to do is you want to read those rooms and have that experience to where you can pull that person in and engage with them you see the person in the back of the room during your presentation and you probably have seen this before because it's it it's in almost every you know every time you go to a meeting you have the little semicircle of business cards in front of you and everybody has a business card except that guy in the back you know he's and he's wearing uh, what looks like probably work clothes while everybody else is wearing business casual and you know you you have to introduce yourself to him and then during the presentation you start to engage with him to ask his opinion you know so hey george um you know you're sitting back there just kind of taking it all in and i really appreciate that give us some feedback how are you feeling about this does this look like something that you know are you is going to make more work for you and your crew on the you know facilities team or you know ask some open-ended question to try and engage them because you're trying to get his feelings and his emotions uh stirred and pulled into the meeting maybe ask him to sit up next to the table engage with him directly and say well you know maybe treat him with deference and say you know i know you've been doing this for a lot longer than i have i am I'm definitely the newbie here so uh george why don't you tell us a little bit about you know have you done this in the past is have you ever had any if seen anything like this is it you know uh are we missing anything here give us some of your wisdom lay some of that sage on us you know so that might be the way i don't know but you know this is all experience talking here so if you can pull you know him or her into the the conversation you might be able to find out a little bit more about you know when you walk out of the room and they say no and you wonder why you never got a chance now there's also something about the preparation for the meeting that you know i 
the day of the springing the PowerPoint, you know, lo- loading the laptop and opening it up and putting it onto a projector and projecting it onto a screen. And, you know, those days are, I don't want to say they're over, but the, you know, the death by PowerPoint presentation is really not the way things are, or decisions are made. The it, industry moves faster today. Enterprises move faster. So a lot of their due diligence is done prior to uh, the actual face-to-face. So it's really important that you understand who the audience is. Are you talking to a bunch of millennials? Again, that I didn't say that to sound derogatory, but how a millennial thinks and how they absorb information and how they make decisions is different from you know the 60-year-old guy who was you know standing in the corner that we talked about. So there's a difference between being analog and being digital. For those of you that are my age or possibly a little bit older, we did, you know, I grew up with no computers, no fax machines, nothing but a, you know, an HP 1260 calculator that we calculated our, you know, we did our uh, finances on. So no computers, no instant, no cell phones. Think about it. No cell phones, no voicemail. You had to physically answer your phone if it rang and you had to put, you know, have a roll of dimes to make a phone call when you're out in the field so you know those things those days are are way gone now so if you have a group of of millennials that you are presenting to this is part of your planning know who your audience is going to be because what they they may want is they may want all the information prior to the meeting they're going to want pdfs they're going to want a web a website they can go to they may want to have testimonials or do some due diligence before they're even willing to put you in the box of a possibility you have to check three or four or five little boxes before they'll even say, we'll even entertain a proposal from this person. So the days of just walking in, you know, opening up your laptop and doing a 13-hour, you know, PowerPoint presentation with 622 slides and then say, any questions? <laughs> you know, those those days I think are, I don't want to say over because I think there are still some industries out there where, you know, it's still death by PowerPoint sometimes. But I think the decision-making process is changing. And I also believe that the decision-making process is also migrating from a sole decision-maker to more and more committee types of decisions even the CEOs as they get younger and and more nimble what they do is they say okay what do you think Joe hey give me your you know give me your honest feedback on that now it doesn't necessarily mean that they would be part of the decision process but they may have uh, influence they may be an influencer on the CEO or maybe you know the three people in the room you have to give them enough ammunition so that they can pass that on to the decision maker so let's say the CEO's not in the room and the guy that's sitting there that is supposedly the decision maker wants to get validation from the CEO you're now relying on him or her to sell that to the CEO so make sure you have all the right tools here's the website here's the videos here's a you know three minute testimonial here's why I think this would be a good fit for you and here's why other customers who are in seem to be in a similar situation thought it was a good fit that gives you 
or gives your person the ammunition that they need to go to the CEO and say, this is the decision I've made and here's the backup data why. Because that person may or may not have enough credibility and built up enough time and experience in the company for the CEO to trust them you know, implicitly 100%. So they may have to have a little bit of backup. Here are the things that you need. So that could be stuff that you do prior to the meeting so that you have an entire digital package sent over and it's in everybody's inbox or it's in Dropbox or it's in some of the technology that we use today and it's accessible to everybody and they can share the link and they can send it to somebody and they can email it or they can you know, FaceTime it to somebody or Facebook it or all the other things that are going on with social media and, and digital, the digital terrain that we live in today is so much different. So that's why you know I hope that today this has been a good episode for you to realize that the preparation and the pitch planning isn't about what slide to put into a PowerPoint deck. It's about staying up with all of the information that's available in your industry, being a thought leader and understanding how your customers make decisions. I'm making the assumption that you're already an expert on your product and service, right? You know everything there is to know. You have the resources available. You are an expert on your product or service. What you now are doing in your preparation is planning to make absolutely sure that you're giving the right type of information that can be digested by the right type of person that is receiving it on the other side of that table or on the other side of that email. So the decision-making process has changed over the years, and we have to be able to adapt and move with it. So that also means that your preparation and your planning has to be different. One of the things I tell people all the time, and this, is, this came up in one of my seminars just recently, uh, someone asked me, well, how do you find out you know, the types of people you know, that you're going to be selling to and, and how their decisions were made and all that? Go find somebody else who sold to them. Go find somebody, they're buying something, office supplies or uh, a commodity salesperson or somebody that is selling them already successfully and have lunch with them and ask them the question. So, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm pitching to XYZ company and I've got Joe and George and Sally and Frank in the room uh, have you been you know selling to them for a while oh yeah I've been selling to them for two years well tell me a little bit about the players what does uh you know what what is it about Joe you know I understand he's you know 27 years old and he's a you know phenom out of you know Harvard or Yale or you know he's some you know, whatever it happens to be and then find out if there are nuances from that person that you can actually then tweak your presentation to fit that particular description. And there are other things that you can find out that would mean this is information I need to send in advance to those people. And maybe the other ones don't even care, right? They don't even care because they'll just wait until they get to the meeting. When they get to the meeting, you'll present, everything will be fine. So you could have you know, but the best of both worlds because you already have gone out and done some additional research. Those are all things that uh, you know we talk about and sales with Sully. So if you have a question, if you have uh, a, a 
situation that you're entering into and you'd like to have some mentorship or you'd like to talk to some people that have you know 20 plus years of experience doing it then you know maybe this is the place because we have quite a forum here i've got lots of people in my network and and we get lots of advice from a lot of people and our our forums on twitter work out really really well so if you go to at sales with sully on twitter leave us a message or if something that we've said you know resonates with you and it's it's working well then please by all means let us know that it's going well you can also go to inspirednewsradio.com there's a form there that you can fill out if you have anything that you want to send to us because all of our show hosts get our email through inspired news radio so if you send a form in and it has to pertain to the sales with sully show they will forward it on to me and i really appreciate those folks over at inr so thank Thank you very much for listening in until next week because remember we're in a six-part series now and this is part two so next week we're going to be talking about the second p after the presentation we're going to be talking about the paperwork what the things that you do after the sale or during the end of the sale during the close and how that has changed so until next time as i always say go out there and sell something because you've picked a noble profession to be a sales professional right here every single week we answer your questions that you send us on twitter this is scott sullivan your host of sales with sully and thank you so much for listening you've been listening to sales with sully on inspirednewsradio.com we take your sales and marketing questions each week on twitter at sales with sully hashtag inr and like us on facebook On behalf of your host, Scott Sullivan, and the entire Sales with Sully team, thanks for listening, and see you next week.